Welcome to the Sports Gods Pick Show. We are calling the games for February, December 12th. February. <laughs> We're calling the games for February 12th. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm recording this very, very late at night with this is Ace, Malik, and Ant. Hello. What up? You can hear them laughing at me in the background because I have no time what day it is. February, December 12th. February 12th. We'll be doing the game score. <laughs> And our first game is the New York Knickerbockers going on the road to the Washington Wizards. Or is there affectionately known in DC, them dudes who are six and sixteen taking on my eleven and fifteen or our eleven and fifteen at Knicks, since we're all Knicks fans still, right? That is and, correct. And you I'm haven't ha- switched to being a, a Spurs fan yet? No, nah, I'm in my second team. Because I can go, I can literally walk down the block and see them at Pizza Hut or something like that if I wanted to. Oh yeah, you see Demar Derozan at the at the supermarket. No, no, I'm talking about them on the game. I'm not talking about them real life. No, ah. I have to go to the rich people area for that. Gotcha. They're on the other side of the tracks. Yes. <laughs> okay. The Knicks are one point underdogs going to the Wizards, which is kind of disrespectful considering the Wizards have played less games than the Knicks and lost more which is kind of amazing that they have 16 losses to the Knicks 15 and the Knicks have played 26 games and the Wizards have played 22. Um, even with the Wizards playing better, the Knicks are a much more controlled team. They actually have good big men. Um, with Thomas Bryant being hurt for Washington, there's no way the Knicks are going to lose this. I'm probably going to, if I can get money in on this game before I leave, I am going to definitely get some money in on the Knicks, giving up getting one point. And I think on the money line, there's slight money line favorites. I would bet them just to win outright at plus 135. Malik. So the Knicks have statistically the worst offense in the NBA. Um, <laughs> they're averaging 102, 102.5 points per game. That's amazing. Um, that that's the worst in the NBA. It's and that's the worst game. That is the worst in, in, in no the NBA. They are thirtieth, exactly. Well, except the Knicks. The Knicks are playing really good defense because they are eleven fifteen because they're not giving up anywhere near as much as the majority of other teams in the league. Now, um, the Wizards are at one hundred and thirteen point nine points per game. They're right there, and they slotted right there in the middle. They're actually eleventh in the NBA uh, in the number of points. So I think that's where that's where this spread is coming from. Ace is, you know, um, the Wizards are a you know, more potent offense. They're playing at home. And so the understanding is that, you know, that's that's probably where the tick is coming from. Plus the Knicks are losers have, have lost the last two straight after pulling off two straight. They've lost two straight to Miami. Um in heartbreaking fashion, of course. Yeah. Um as as losses to Miami tend to go. By two or three points each game. Yeah, exactly. Um the Wizards are one of the few teams to shoot worse from the three though than the Knicks. That is true as well. So I think the, the, the thing here that you, you gotta you know you gotta factor in is the Bradley Beal factor. And I think this is basketball in general, right? When lines are this low, you know, you gotta factor in 
the stars. You know, you factor in who the stars are in these games and whether or not you think that the stars will, will be what will do well enough to, you know, to, to, you know, to control the game okay. and to, to, to take it, right? Yeah. So if you think, if, you know, and with a spread this low, if you, you know, you're, you're basically, it's basically a pick em. Who do you think is actually just going to win the game outright? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also look at who has the advantages. Yeah. Um, so I would actually play my, my because the best I would actually, on the next are the bigger guys. So yeah. No, I would say I would say if if I'm, if I'm have to pick, I'm going to pick the Knicks. Obviously, you know, hometown team, and and we'll go with that. Uh, as you see my background, but actually, I think the bad, the easier play here is the under. Um, I think the Knicks going to play some play good defense. If Washington can't shoot the three, and as you said, they have not been very good percentage wise at shooting the three so far this year. Shooting thirty in the league. Yeah. So you know that's. That to me is, is telling, and and so I'm, I would actually play the under. I think the under is the is the the safer play here. Um, okay. But if I have to go with one of the teams, I'm going to go with the Knicks uh, with the with the plus one. My whole thing is that the power forward and the centers for Washington are the the worst part of their team, right? So mm-hmm. with the our best rebounder, assist guy, and scorer, our leading scorer, all being at the power forward position with Julius Randle. So it means we have to stop either Russell Westbrook or or Bradley Beal. We're probably not going to stop Beal. Beal might have 36. Derrick Rose quickly and R.J. Barrett just have to kind of match him and Westbrook. No one on their team can score as many points as Julius Randle can. No one on their team can guard Julius Randle. Rory Hachimura is probably a terrible – he's a terrible defender considering he came from Gonzaga, and I thought he would have been better but he's not going to stop him. They don't have a center, really. And Mitchell Robinson might even get, like, 12 or 13 points. And that guy can't shoot. He has no offensive game. So if the Knicks play their normal good defense and just go with their regular game plan, this is one of the few games where they actually have an advantage in the matchup because what they do well is what the other team does poorly. Right. So they just have to do what they normally do, and it won't be a shock. And... Well, I'm, too, I'm going to go with the Knicks. I'm going to go with my hometown team here. Definitely going against both. Um, you have Derrick Rose basically coming back to the Knicks, and I think mm-hmm. that's going to put a little spark into the Knicks as well as you know, offensive rotation and stuff like that. But just like you said, it's basically the defense that's basically carried the Knicks so far. I can see this um, going through as well, but I'm definitely going to take the Knicks. I'm taking, I'm taking them, of course, my hometown team, so I'm going to ride with them. All right. Next up, we have the Timberwolves visiting the Hornets. The Timberwolves are getting four and a half points. Carl Anthony Towns is finally back in the lineup, working his way back. D'Angelo Russell may or may, or may not play in this game. We don't know. Towns had COVID earlier, so he's recovering from that. Devontae Graham's been kind of sitting a few games. LaMelo Ball has been balling out of control. He has seriously just really been doing his thing, LaMelo. Um, because the Timberwolves are getting four and a half, they're playing a little bit better, actually, the Hornets. And I don't really want to say it, but I kind of want to pick them, even though I think Towns should be able to make a difference in this game. They just haven't been able to get it together so far as a team. And I don't think they're going to do it this time. It's not that the Hornets are such a great team, but they're usually good enough, and they've been winning games against bad teams, which is why they're leading the Southeast Division with a losing record of 12-14. and And Minnesota is one of the worst teams in the league, only with six wins with 19 losses. So 
I don't, wouldn't be surprised if they lost another one. So I'm going with the Hornets on this one. And uh, you going with the Hornets? I'm going with the Timberwolves. I, I just want to feel like the opposite of you. That's what I should have did um, last week in the Super Bowl. So I'm just going to pick the opposite on this one. I'm going to go with the Timberwolves. I think they're just going to win this, just to spite you. That sounds good. That's yeah. yeah. Seems like a good yeah. strategy. That's the, that's the best strategy in the world. It worked for me before, and I think I need to go back to that because I could have I could have won last Jets week. Games. With yeah. All the Jets. Yeah. All, all the, when we were picking against the Jets. But I, we if were I did against that, them, and I kept picking them. Yeah. If I did that for the Super Bowl game, I think I would have won. But I'm going to go with the Timberwolves on this one, and I'm going to go with the under in this one. All right, Malik. Minnesota's trash. And I could care less about Carl Anthony Towns coming back. I mean, I'm happy that he came back. I'm happy that he's recovered from the COVID situation. You know, um, clearly, you know, he he and his family have been hit, you know, badly by this. His, he lost his mother um, back in, yeah. I believe it was like uh, June or July of last year. He had lost his mother to COVID. His father had it as well. Um, so, you know, clearly this has been a, a really tough time for for him and his family. So I'm just again glad to see him back on the court, but I don't think it means much for the for the for the T Wolves. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, they traded away their first round pick to Golden State for to get Russell. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. and now D'Angelo now Golden State is likely to get to go two straight years with, with a lottery pick, pick with a top three pick in but the draft. Last, but last year they were terrible because everybody was hurt. So everybody right. Right. I mean, they earned it. This they earned it this time. Playoffs. This year they're going to make the playoffs and still get another, still get a top three pick. It's just the rich getting richer, yeah. man. And, yeah. and, and who needs, you know, who, who needs that pick is, is, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They need to inf- an infusion well, of talent as much as anybody. They I mean, do, they had they Anthony have the number Edwards. one overall pick. So they, right. But in a, in a, they had the, they had the number, they had the number one overall pick in, in what most consider to be a relatively weak draft. They drafted no. Anthony Edwards. Um, and they, you know, and, and now this is the opportunity to see one go, th- go versus three. I mean, I think this is, I think the thing that's most interesting to me about this is. Um, how it's going to set up for the draft. Not just that, but it's just, it's just, I think the most interesting thing here is, is there was talk for the better part of a year that LaMelo Ball should have been the number one pick. And should have been the number one pick by whomever was going to land there, you know, whether it was the whether it was the T Wolves, the Warriors, the Knicks, or whomever was, you know, whoever was going to be, you know, kind of yeah. floating around. There was all this buzz and all this, you know, fanfare about Lamelo Ball. And then the Knicks and, ended up with like the seventh pick or something. Right, and then Anthony <laughs> Edwards winds up getting getting selected number one, when there was still tons of conversation around the the, the draft boards that LaMelo Ball was the best player in this draft and he's showing himself to be at, at least at this early stage he's showing himself to be the best wow. player from this draft class thus far he's the best they, guard in this draft because Wiseman with I was gonna say with 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 a with a, with a, a nod to Wiseman and what he's done in in, in Golden State Wiseman's but, playing less you know, time and he's playing he's he's he, he was averaging 10 points and 11 rebounds and a block and a half a game in like 18 minutes a game which is kind of crazy to me Right. But I mean, all, all that to say, you know, the LaMelo ball versus Anthony Edwards um, show is, yeah. is going to be an interesting one to see. Both of those guys are in their, their respective starting lineups now. And so they're all getting they're both getting the minutes that that they need in order to show what they're worth. And so I, I you know, obviously this game is in Charlotte. I tend to trend towards the home team, especially in basketball. Um, and it's a four and a half points spread. So it's not to me, it's not high enough to warrant 
um, you know, a, a lean towards a team like Minnesota, who's just, you know, frankly speaking, not very good and not playing with their, with, you know, their point guard, D'Angelo Russell. So give me Charlotte um, and I will give the four and a half points. Not sure what the over-under here is on this. Um, I don't think it really well, matters. It it's likely, it's, it's likely going to be a really high over-under. So I would say, you know, just shoot, shoot for the over because ain't much defense getting played here. It will All be right. a difference because of, just because I put into I spoke it into existence. You spoke it. Oh, you spoke the over under into existence. You said yes, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be different. Watch. Good to know. Good to know, man. All right. Um, next up, we got the Mavericks at home with the Pelicans coming to visit. Pelicans are getting two and a half points on the road. Um, right here, and the over under is two thirty three and a half, which I actually think they will definitely hit that over. I tend to favor the team with the better – well, they have a better team top to bottom. They actually have a bench. The Mavericks have no bench, so I'm going to take the Pelicans to get two and a half points. Lonzo Ball has been shooting pretty well from three. Um, they've been a pretty good rebounding team, the Pelicans. And it seems to be a one-person team when it comes to the Mavericks. I've actually gotten a chance to see a couple of their games because I've been getting NBA TV and they've been putting their games on their line. This is going to be an ESPN game. But – um. So far, like, the Mavericks have just been kind of killing them all year. The offenses are pretty even. The free throw percentage is pretty awful for the Pelicans. They just really do not shoot it well at all. But they're the sixth best rebounding team, and they actually shoot much better from three than the Mavs, who are 29th in the league from three-point. And with that being said, they still have Stephen Adams, who is going to make it very tough for the spindly uh, – Chris Tapp's Porzingis trying to get into the lane and actually who's having his worst shooting season ever as a pro. So also as his favorites, the Knicks getting a better spread, getting better pick. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the reason why you want them to lose. I'm kind of hoping that they lose, but also just on the face of they haven't been playing well. They barely got by Atlanta and New Orleans is actually a much better team than Atlanta this year. Uh, Much like in the NFL. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Pelicans to win this one. League. So Dallas, I, I want to say first and foremost, before I make my pick, I want to say I appreciate and thank you to ESPN, TNT, and all the folks that will that are, you know, putting the Dallas Mavericks on national TV so I can openly and freely watch the downfall of one Chris Dabs Porzingis. It's it, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's uh it's, it's it they want to sell Luca. I, I, I could care less. I know why they're doing it and I know why I'm watching it, right? So, so I'm perfectly, <laughs> I'm watching it to see Chris Stapps fail um, and, oh. and, fail, and fail miserably because he should be on the Knicks right now uh, and, and he should be playing for us and he's not. And so as long as that's not happening, he's, you know, watching him, you know, miserably try to, you know, block shots and grab rebounds when he's not capable of doing it because he has no cartilage in his knees any, any longer. It just works for me. It's, it's a great Friday night when that happens. Um, what I will say, though, is... Yeah, ESPN. <laughs> what I will say, though, is, um, you know, the Pelicans are just an interesting... They're an interesting watch because, you know, if you watch them play, you know, uh, I think they just won, I believe, yesterday when they played. I guess yeah. I watched them play yesterday. Just playing on TNT and, and they, they blew yeah, them out. Yeah. I can't remember who their opponent was, but they, you know, they, they 
beat the brakes off their opponent there. And then they'll come out the next game and, and just be trash, right? Like, yeah. like that's still like a big, they're just a really interesting read because, I mean, they're a young team, but they have some veteran talent on the squad. You know, they, you know, they recently, um, you know, Zion is playing well and, um, you know, as, as well as can be expected. He's, he's, he's playing well. He's not trying to do too much in terms of being a shooter. He's just letting the game come to him and playing down low, which is where, you know, a lot of his, um, where basically where his game is at this point in his career. Um, they don't shoot the ball well, but Brandon Ingram is a star, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic when you look at the Pelicans. Um, I'm going to go with the Mavs here. And I'm going to go with the Mavs just because I feel like they're, they're trending a little bit better as a team um, to, and, and because of the volatility of what the, what the Pelicans have been thus far this they season. They beat Houston. Pelicans, yeah, yeah. And then they lost to Chicago on a back-to-back. So they played at home, right. then they had to fly to Chicago. And then they lost by, uh, yeah. Yeah. So just the volatility of what the Pelicans are and have been, you know, I I will begrudgingly take the Mavericks to win the game. Um, But but the other thing is the Mavericks can win the game and Chris Dasperzikis can still suck. So that's perfectly fine to me if that happens. So I'm rolling with it. Give me the Mavs. I'll give the two and a half and uh, and, uh, you know, go go Chris Dasperzikis left knee. All right. And (laughs) Chris Dasperzikis knee. Um, well, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um, definitely not going with, go with the Mavericks. I'm going with um, New Orleans. I'm taking it over in this one. I don't like Kristoff. I the more they lose, the better for the Knicks. Did you just call him Kristoff? Well, yeah, I call him anything I feel like because he's not on the Knicks anymore, so he can go. He take his Pazingi behind out of here. But anyway, I'm gonna go with New Orleans on this. I'm taking the over in this one, and you know, maybe his other card is go out. I don't know. Whatever. Ever. Wow. Well, I'm not wishing that he gets hurt. Um, man, seven foot three, and he weighs 215 or 16 pounds. So I remember when they kept talking in New York about how he's going to bulk up. And I was like, no, he's not. Dude's that tall and that lanky. You don't tend to bulk up. I get Well, that he really can't. You know? Yeah. He bulks up, it's well, just going to be fat. Have you seen Yao Ming? I mean, you know. No, I haven't. He's a big dude now. His not face is for like, him. it's hilarious. Yeah. If you see a picture of Yao no, Ming, I'm afraid like, to Google. I'm gonna have to Google this. Old Yao Ming, yeah. I'm about to Google this now. The man is like a hundred pounds heavier. It's wild. I don't think he could get on an NBA court and play, but he he's not a small man anymore. Next up, we have the Hawks at the. Oh no, we have the Spurs at the Hawks. Is that correct? We have the Spurs at the Hawks, with the Spurs getting one and a half points. The Hawks losing that last very close game to Dallas. The Spurs are actually leading their division with 14 and 11. Somehow, DeMar DeRozan and team keep getting it done. They traded Bryn Forbes finally. They got DeJounte Murray, who's kind of the star at the young guard they got going there. Marcus Aldridge hasn't really been uh, what San Antonio fans thought he was going to be for them. But with the fact that the Spurs are getting points on the road and the Hawks are who the Hawks are, um, I got to go with San Antonio on this one. The Hawks have been surprisingly good, but they just haven't been able to put it together. I don't even know who the Hawks coach is, but I do know who the Spurs coach is. So just on the strength of that, I'm going to take the road team getting one and a half points. Give me the Spurs. And well, normally I would take the Spurs, but I'm going to take I'm going to go Atlanta in this one. I'm taking Atlanta in the under. Yeah, I, 
I don't know who this um, Atlanta's coach is, but I'm just gonna. I'm. Just, I know who the Spurs coach is, but I'm still gonna go that way. I'm gonna take Atlanta in the under. For some reason, I have an idea that all my picks are gonna go through, but I'm just gonna keep going with this. I'm gonna ride it through. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Malik. Uh, Trey Young should have a good game. Um, he, he should be able to 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 do pretty well in this game. Um, look. This, the Hawks are the Hawks are an interesting team. They they actually the, the Spurs and Hawks from an offensive perspective rank, uh, I believe it's thirteenth and fourteenth respectively. So you know expect this game to be a relatively close one. But the Hawks are another interesting team where you know they win three, they lose two, they win one, they lose one, they win two, they lose four, and still so, like they're sitting right now at eleven thirteen, um, having lost their last game. Um, you know, against the, the Mavs uh, in a nail biter there where they lost by one point. So, you know, expect them to, to come out and, uh, and, and, and play well and, you know, just put up some, put up some numbers, put up some points. The thing about the Spurs that's just interesting is, you know, DeJounte Murray is, is, is probably their best player. He's not their highest paid player. The highest paid player is still Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, but Aldridge ain't that good right now. Wow. He's not playing very well. And DeMar DeRozan, as, as good as he is, you know, he, he clearly doesn't fit, you know, the today's NBA in terms of, you know, being a shooter and being able to extend the, extend the game out, into, out to the three-point line. He has never really been adept at doing it at any, any high level. That's true. That's, the, that's what right now Atlanta um, seems to, you know, want to do is, is, is put up points, score a lot of points. They know they can't defend anything. And so, you know, they're going to, they're just going to try to leave it all on the table and, 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 you know, outscore, outscore their opponent. And I don't see the San Antonio putting up enough offense to, to stay with them. Um, These are the two most evenly matched teams that you're right. They're 13th and 14th. They're 17th and 19th and three point percentage. Yeah. Right next to each other in basically every category. Yeah. Um, So that's why I say to me, the lean, the lean here goes to the home team uh, being the Hawks. Um, and, and again, they're getting points, right? So the Hawks, no, are, the getting... Hawks are giving. They're giving one and a half to the Spurs. Oh, okay. Um, There's no so home the... underdogs usually. So if the Hawks like are... The Detroit Pistons or something. Yeah, so if the Hawks are giving the Hawks are giving one and a half, you know, I'll tend to lean towards the home team in a situation where they're, where they're just evenly matched. And again, because it's only one and a half points, and I, ha- I would say a three-pointer at the end would get you, would get you exactly what you need. And I'm, so I'm willing to bank on the fact that Trey Young from like 55 feet will just do it. Hmm. All right. Next up, we got the Detroit Pistons going to the Boston Celtics. This is the biggest spread. Of, well, this is the second biggest spread of the night. The Pistons are getting eight and a half points after pulling off a big win the other night. I believe that was against the New Jersey Nets. Is that correct? The Brooklyn Nets. Yes, yes, yes. The Brooklyn. I mean, you said New Jersey. That threw me off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's that's how I'm old school like that. That's how I, that's how I think of them. Yes, the Brooklyn Nets. Jeremy. Yeah, you just want to be spiteful. He's... Spiteful? How's that spiteful? I don't, you, I don't you still call them New Jersey Nets? Come on now, put some respect hey. on that. I mean, come on now. Oh, so they're literally doing back to backs. So they played. So Boston won one, Celtics, Detroit won one, and this is the third game in the series. All right. So just thought the strength of that. Uh, I got to see how Detroit plays. I don't know. I think Detroit should be better than this, but they're not. 
Their rookie is hurt, which is Killian Hayes. Marcus Smart has not played in a while, which is going to hurt the Celtics' defense. Kemba Walker's not playing really well. Tristan Thompson is basically their starting power forward or starting center now at certain points with Daniel Tice not playing so well. Um, Mason Plumlee can actually outplay can actually outplay them at the big positions. This is really going to come down to Jason Tatum being the best player on the floor and being better than Jimmy Grant. But it's a matter of them winning by nine points. And even though they're going to be at home, I just have a feeling like Detroit – I think Detroit should cover, but the Celtics should win. Let's put it like that. Celtics win this game by like four or five points. Not a big win for the Celtics, but the Pistons are going to cover. Give me the Pistons to cover. I keep it simple. Go ahead, Malik. I'll keep it just as simple as you did. The Pistons are trash. I have no interest in picking them. They're even worse now that they've traded away Derrick Rose and taken back the the albatross, the the the, the paperweight that is Dennis Smith Jr. and his and his non-talent having self. Um, yes, he's, he's got a, talent. He just doesn't have a chance to use it. He's a paperweight. He got talent to be traded. He's a, he's a, he's a paperweight. He's you know, Dennis trade Bath Smith. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's that's his new that's his new nickname. Um, All right. Yeah, I have zero interest in 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 rolling rolling with the Pistons. The Celtics should make easy work of them. And you know maybe this is a backdoor cover. This is the one thing I can't stand about ba- about basketball betting because you know big lines like this tend to get covered on the back end when uh-huh. you put when starters get pulled and secondary units are coming in. And a, 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 a yeah, fifteen but it's point. Also, the fact that Kemba Walker's been averaging like thirty minutes and like eight points a game. Yeah, but I mean, what happens? A fifteen-point lead in the fourth quarter dwindles down to seven because because a team doesn't care and they pulled all their starters and you know a last minute it, it happened. It, but it happens a lot to me. It, for, for me, it happens a lot more in basketball just because of the nature of the game, the up and down nature of the game. Um, so. I, I don't want to roll with the roll with the the, the high line here, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and do it because you know I just can't bring myself to to side with the the Pistons and and the putrid you know nature in which they play the game of basketball. So yeah, give me uh give me give me the Celtics. All right. And oh, I thought we were just going to skip past this game because we already know the the you know Detroit kind of sucks. So why why even ask you know? So you're taking the C's as well. All right. Of course. Well, well, why? I will say this. It hasn't really affected them much in terms of winning games, getting rid of Gordon Haywood. He's having a much better year because he's happier and uh, with the Hornets, but the Hornets are still now – they went from bad to just mediocre. Like, that's that's really all it is, which is – now both of these teams are just kind of average. Gordon Haywood doesn't affect winning. Which kind of makes me happy. Huh? Gordon Hayward doesn't affect winning. That's, well, apparently, that's, everybody here in Boston was like, "Nah, you actually got to be good. You don't, you know, we're not going to take any any old white dude just up here. You actually had to win some games for us, and he never did." <laughs> and the way he played last year in the playoffs, people were tight. Like they were like, "Oh, he's got to go. He has got to go." So they 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 were upset that he didn't get traded for more because they were like, "Well, he's under year. He's under contract for another year, but he opted out." So he opted out of more money and took less money for a longer time with Charlotte, which was smart on his part. But next up, we have the Bulls hosting the Clippers. The Clippers, I believe, are somehow getting points on the road, if I'm not mistaken. I got to check this again. I just want to make sure this is correct. Oh, no. The Clippers are giving six and a half points to the Bulls at home. Um, As great as Zach Levine is, 
I don't see him being able to carry the team past the LA Clippers, who are the third best team in the league, or probably the fourth or fifth, fourth best team in the league, I would say. Um, the Bulls just don't have that level of talent. I expect the Clippers to come in, probably beat them by about 10 or 12 points. It seems to be the Zach Levine team. Chicago can't seem to build a team around him. Kobe White's all right. Uh, Wendell Carter at center is kind of mediocre, but the Clippers are just better overall. They're making Ivica, Ivica Zubac actually look like a quality center, and they're not even missing Montrezl Harrell that much. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, Clippers. I think they beat them by eight or nine, maybe even a you – no, know, they're going to beat them by 10 points. And I'm going to take the over at plus 220 as well. Uh, Malik. Clippers have lost three of their last five, uh, and they have been and, – and most of those games, the, the they were on the road. Um, they actually won – they actually lost against the Celtics. They lost against the Kings both at home. Um, and then they, they went ahead and beat the T-Wolves uh, a couple of days ago in, in Minnesota. Um, yeah, they, they beat up on teams that they're better than. You know, they're, they're the ultimate bully, um, basically, in the NBA. They beat teams that they're better than, and they lose to teams that, you know, give them any kind of, uh, any kind of resistance. So, yeah, I, I don't see a reason why we would have to, you know, really second-guess whether or not the Clippers are capable of beating the Bulls. Um, they are clearly capable of beating the Bulls, but I think I'm going to roll with the Bulls here. I'm going to take that six and a half points, and I'm going to roll with the Bulls to cover. Um, I'll take that, and I'll also play the play the over here, and and look look for that 228 to to clear as well. So give me the Bulls and the over. I'll uh, I'll take the six and a half, and hope that uh, to your point, Ace, you know Levine or or Kobe White or one of those players gets a little hot towards late, late towards the end of the game and keeps it close and, uh, and, 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 you know, covers for us. So give me the bulls and the over. You believe that much in the bulls, but Marken and pop possibly not playing. I believe that little in the Clippers. I can't stand them. I hate them so much. So it's fine. I mean, Paul George has a sore foot. Patrick Beverly is probably not going to play, but like it's not Serge Baca and Kawhi Leonard. Patrick Beverly not playing is a big it's a big deal. How's that? To Patrick Beverly. <laughs> the pick the, the Clippers lead the league in three point percentage. Lead it. They lead the league in three point percentage and also in free throw percentage. Yeah, I just I just think we get a cover. I wanna and, just I, I'm I'm rooting for a cover here. And the Clippers beat the Bulls by three points in way back in I think January. Yep. When they played at home, now they're on the road. Right. All right. It, it, it does work out. There's a big difference, you know. All right. Who you got? Well, I'm gonna go different from both of y'all. I'm, I'm still gonna I'm gonna pick the Clippers as well, but I'm gonna click, pick the Clippers as the under. I think they're gonna pull it out, but I don't think it's, it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna cover as far as for the for where we um predicting for. So I'm gonna go with Clippers as the under in this one. I'm just looking at my phone here. They. Curry dropped 10 threes and for the win. But anyway, I'm going to go with Clippers and under here. Oh, Curry. Looking at these highlights. Yeah. Hmm? Curry hit 10 threes tonight? Yeah. All right. So for all you uh, daily fantasy people, hope you all had them on your rosters. Yeah, he's lighting cost, it up. I'm looking at all the highlights right now. Probably cost 11000 to get them on your team. <laughs> um, I'm, all right. Next up, we got the Jazz hosting the Bucks. This is probably going to be one of the better games, and I wish this was actually on TV. But, of course – it's not late enough in the day because it's in Utah, so they're going to put the Lakers on instead because, you know, we got to see the Lakers take on that powerhouse that is the Memphis Grizzlies. 
as opposed to two teams that were in the conference finals last year, at the very least, or in the conference semis. Don't sleep on the great Grizzlies. The Jazz are actually playing way above their head, and I will sleep on the Grizzlies all day, every day. Jonas Vanessunas, Vanessunas, I can't even say his name right. Jonas Vanessunas is great for fantasy basketball, but um, in real life, I would not want him to be the center of my team. He runs as slow as a taxi cab in midtown traffic. So, um, so yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked with the Bucks and the Jazz. Jazz is giving one <laughs> points at the Bucks. Jazz have a very good center. Um, and Rudy Gobert's been playing lights out. Donovan Mitchell's been playing lights out. I think he's going to go off. Chris Middleton's going to help. But if he just, he's not really going to be guarding him. And Michael Conley has really been doing his thing. And the Jazz have not taken too many losses at home. So just on the strength of that, and they really only got to win this by two points, I don't see them dropping this game to the Bucs. We've been dropping a lot of games to good road teams. Conley's been reinventing himself and playing a lot better. I think he's even healthier now. He's off the injury list. Drew Holiday um, had missed a couple games back on the 8th due to health and safety protocol. So if Drew Holiday doesn't play, that's another big difference. If he plays... And no, even with him playing, I'm still going to lead towards the Jazz right here. They're a really hot team, and I really like Donovan Mitchell. He's doing his thing. I kind of wish that he would end up on the Knicks somehow, some way. Maybe he can force his way out of a trade so we gave away from uh, Rudy, coronavirus, Gobert. Mr. I want to come out here and touch these mics. So I'm going to go with the Jazz for the win by two. And. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jazz too, but I'm also going to go with the spread. I don't see. I don't see how they can actually lose this. I'm going to go with the one. What is it? One point five. Yeah, they, Jazz just got to win by a, a shot, two points. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happens. This is going to be a good game to watch. And you're right. I don't know why we have to be subjugated to watching the Lakers because the league's getting beat down for nine p.m. and the Lakers are playing at ten, and you got to have the games, you know, three hours apart. Yeah, they could have switched it up a little bit somehow, made it a little bit better scheduling instead of us just seeing a beatdown going on. But anyway, before <laughs> I get sidetracked on that part, I'm definitely going to go with Jet with the. Um, I'm going to definitely take the um, the Jazz. The Jazz on this one. All Thanks. Right. Almost got it. Got too sidetracked in there. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a clean sweep here. The Jazz are winners of 13 of their last 14. Their only loss was against the Nuggets, who are, to me, a better team than the Bucks are. I think the Bucks are one of those teams that, you know, they're, they're, they're good in record, but nobody actually likes watching them play. Um, it's, 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 kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of like, you know, it's, they're, they're kind of like that movie that everybody tells you is really, really good, but, nobody, but you actually don't want to see it. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's like everybody knows it's good, but yeah, nobody really wants to check for it at all. So um, Giannis is great. He's a great player. You know, Middleton is cool. Um, you know, Holiday is cool. I enjoy you know, watching they're, they're, Holiday play with, uh, play with, what's his name now, though? Ante Tacumpo. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're they're, they're not a bad they're they're not a bad team. If you like basketball, you know, you like basketball. They're not a bad team to watch. They're just not fun. Like they're just not a fun team to, to watch. They're not very enjoyable, and, and maybe it's because of the way that the NBA is tr- has, has trended towards shooting, and, and they're not the best shooting team, or at the very least, their their best player is not the best shooter um, in the world. So you know, maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing about it. Like they play a lot of inside out game, you know, you know, featuring featuring Giannis and his and his skill set and his abilities. 
you know, the Jazz are just more fun to watch. You know, Mitchell is fun to watch. And, you know, I don't particularly like Gobert as a person, but as a player, he's actually kind of interesting. So, you know, everything looks, the team looks good. And, and not for nothing, you know, props to Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I didn't even know who that guy was for most of his career, but now he's actually, you know, he's actually doing a, doing a really good job. It's probably going to get six men of the year. Um, didn't he want a title, Wait, with, the what, he want a title what, with the Cavs, though? Like, real talk? Wasn't he on the did. He did. He, he won. I think he won. What's the personal against Colbert? What? He was the what's one. The, what's the personal against Colbert? He was if like, I don't were, like if, him. If <laughs> everyone, who's listening, everyone who's listening to this can remember that Rudy Gobert was the guy who was, remember when they were talking about, oh, there was some virus that shut down a game. And his he was the last person. It wasn't the last game that was played. That was actually the Knicks who went out winners last season. But like March 12th or March 11th last year, at a press conference, my man decided – I'm a joke around and he touched all the mics mm-hmm. on the desk and then he left. And then he was like patient zero. He was like the first or second player to test positive. Correct. He, he was the first. Yeah. He was the first to test positive. He was the first player to test positive in the NBA, which, and then next thing you know, like three days later, the league was like, yeah. we're shutting this down. Yeah. I, bl- I blame, I blame him to like July. Yeah, I blame Gobert. I blame Gobert. This entire, the everything about the NBA getting shut down, the bubble, all of it, all of the COVID-related crap that happened over last year, blame on Rudy Gobert. Frenchie, <laughs> Frenchie, the Frenchie Center. It's his fault that we had to watch that stupid game, stupid stuff in the bubble. I got no Knicks for like ten months of the year. Like this is the reason why Rudy Gobert. He's done. If he walks into my establishment, I won't serve him. That's, so what, that's how I feel about Rudy Gobert. Okay? What happens if he get, ever gets traded or signs with the Knicks? That's not going to happen because he just got re-upped with the Jazz, which is why everybody was shocked. Because the, the whole talk the whole summer was they played bad in the bubble. Yeah, he's still the got the rest of his was, life. You never know. He might be old, old knees version of him, you know, coming to the Knicks later on. The Nuggets just played great. Donovan Mitchell was, like, genuinely pissed at this dude because he was like, yo, my dad's a cancer survivor. Like, what if my, what if I get sick and I get my father sick? Like, he was tight. Like, it was like, they're going to have to talk about this or fight, okay? What if he got punched out the game. Um, You generally don't fight people that are seven foot two, even when you're six foot four, because you kind of can't reach the head. It's just yeah. kind of that thing. But you I don't have to aim for the head, you know. You never have to a, aim for the head. There was a lot of hard passes thrown in practice. I'm pretty damn sure about that one. You, you can use your foot and aim for the other head. You know? Yeah, look, I guess I, well, I, I, I'm, going, I'm going for the Jazz in the game just because I think, you know, I think they'll win the game. But I don't like Rudy Gobert. He can kick rocks. He can <laughs> leave the rest of his life. The rest of his life. The rest of his entire NBA career. Go pound he, sand. He ruined exactly. <laughs> he ruined. He ruined basketball in 2020 for me. I blame the entire. I blame COVID on him. He didn't make it better. Everybody else. Everybody else blames it on Trump. I blame it on Rudy Gobert. All right. <laughs> for the next 9 p.m. game and the team that really made me enjoy watching basketball in the bubble. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets for ending the L.A. Clippers and Pandemic P's uh, playoff career, as he will now forever be known. The Nuggets are hosting the Thunder, and they are giving 12 and a half points. And there's nothing about the Oklahoma City Thunder that makes me believe that they can do this. The fact that they have 10 wins is kind of shocking. It's only double digits for the week, too. Because it's really, yeah, I know, because it's really a one-man team. So I got to see what injuries are going on here, because big man who everybody loves to talk about joker for denver has not been playing great considering that they have 13 wins and they've played 24 games it's not really going so great his past couple of games i've, I've seen denver play and they've been pretty mediocre 
Ah, uh, so Shai Gilgis Alexander, he has a sprained knee. Theo Mellon has a sprained knee. George Hill, Gary Harris is still out. Yeah, so their best player so far has been like Hamadou Diallo, shout out to Queens, and then Darius Baisley. So there's really no reason why the Nuggets shouldn't roll them. They probably will win. It's whether or not they can beat them by 13 points at home, given the altitude and everything like Oklahoma City's going through with just the lack of talent and trying to tank. You know what? I'm not even going to do all that. I'm just going to take the Thunder. For some reason, I think they're going to cover this. I have no logical reason to pick them. Um, yeah, Nikola Jokic, he played one bad game the other day, I remember. But um, he's averaging 26-11-8. and eight. It's actually pretty good. But the last game he played against Cleveland, he made five out of his seven shots. And he had six total rebounds. He had 12 assists, but he also had 12 points. So I'm not going to count on a center who's averaging more points than assists in some of his games. So I'm going to take the uh, – yeah, I'm taking Thunder to cover. Go ahead, Ant. Well, um, you ever seen that Snoop Dogg meme where he goes, who? You ever seen that yeah. before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I do every time now when you talk about the Thunder. <laughs> so I'm going to go the other way and <laughs> pick the Nuggets. I don't know why you even bothered picking the Thunder, but I'm going to hey, pick the Nuggets in the opening. playoffs well. last year. That was last year. This year's who? Chris Paul played well. This year it's going to be Phoenix because Chris Paul's on that team. Yeah, and the Thunder is, like I said, Thunder is getting that meme with the Snoop Dogg who. So right now I'm going to go with the Nuggets on the other way, and I'm picking the over in this one. It's more like the drizzle this season. Go ahead, Malik. Um, I'll take the Thunder. Look, the Thunder Thunder just, just barely lost to the Lakers yesterday. Yeah, but the Lakers Um, wasn't trying hard. It doesn't matter. They they were able to they lost to the Lakers for two straight games. They played the Lakers two straight games. They lost one they lost by seven. They lost by seven in the first game. They lost by one in the second game. I mean they, they play hard. I mean they have they they have they definitely play hard. They play for the coach. And and maybe, you know, just the injuries and everything that's going on, you know, just, just catches up to them and they lose they lose the game by, you know, twelve, thirteen points. But I'm, I'm looking at their game their game spreads over the past, you know, basically the past ten games and with the exception of a, you know, Huge blowout with the two blowout losses against the Nets and the Rockets, which were actually back to back games. Everything else has been relatively close. Um, you know, they they you know, won a they went one and one against the Timberwolves, where you know, both those games were decided by less than less than five points. Um, again, after that, after that blowout for the Rockets, they then went came back and, and lost that game by uh, you know, just just under 20. So again, they, again, the Rockets games and the Nets games have been the, were the ones that were difficult, but everything else was relatively close. So I'm going to roll with them to, at the very least, cover uh, cover, cover as, as, uh, as the Thunder are, as the Thunder go, because they just, again, they play hard, they'll keep it close. And this is just one of those ones where, I, where exactly what I say before is they could be down 20 at the end of the third. And, you know, Denver pulls out all of their starters, lets, lets, the, lets the bench you know, play. And you know these upstart Thunder, you know, pull pull it to within ten, and they lose by ten. So I'm I'm rolling with the Thunder here uh, to cover the spread. Give me them, and I don't know what the over under is on this game. Looks like turn thirty five and a half. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. I would take the over on that too. Denver's been putting up a lot of points, averaging like 120 a game past couple of games. All right, so you got the Thunder, I got the Thunder, and you you're sticking with the Nuggets, right? And that's going that's going to be a lot too. Your lock of the week is the Nuggets. Yes, just cause. Love it. All I'm right. Gonna be by myself on this one. All right. Well, and that if that's the case, my lock of the week is definitely going to be the uh, Hornets. Oh come on, that was easy. 
yeah, I like to win games. That's 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 why I do a betting podcast. <laughs> I like yeah. to make money. I like, well, to make money too, but I like to make money on the, on the games that people don't think is going to win. That's true. If you're betting along with Ace at home, pick the Knicks on the money line, plus 135, and then take the Hornets, uh, minus four and a half, and you have yourself a nice two-game parlay right there. And for the TV game, oh, no, we're almost at the TV game. We have the Sacramento Kings hosting the Orlando Magic, who basically have no point guard. Skip. So with the Kings giving six and a half points, having a whole team and possible all-star – we have to talk about this game? Want to play in the All-Star <laughs> game. I'm going to take the Kings. Everybody is hurt on the Magic except for their center, and he can't win the game by himself. So sorry for him. Um, pretty good player, making a bunch of money, but, um, yeah, they're not going to win this one. Go ahead, Malik. The only thing that would make this game interesting is if Little Penny played for the Magic. I'm not, I'm, I'm not interested in talking about this game at all. I could care, I could care less about anything or anyone would say no, anything. Anyone not a big Orlando game. Magic fan. Not a big Orlando Magic fan. The you smallest know, market of all the small you know, markets. You know, may, may, maybe, maybe if this was, uh, what, what was that? What was that movie that uh, Aaron Gordon was in recently with? Uh, oh, Uncle Drew. Maybe if this was Uncle Drew Part Two and Aaron Gordon was able to play his old character, maybe, maybe that would make, make the life, make the world. I heard more they're making a sequel. They are. They are making a sequel, you know, much to my chagrin. Anyway, because my kids are going to want to see that again. And I, could, I couldn't stand. Weren't you an extra in that movie in, up in Harlem? I couldn't, stand stands, putting, right? I couldn't stand putting myself through that pain the first time. I'm not going to put I thought that movie was again. funny. It was, it was. It, it was, was mildly entertaining. No, no, not, not to me. It was well, better it than was, Air Bud. It was, it was more entertaining than this game is going to be. I'm, I'm less <laughs> interested. I'm definitely not interested in talking, oh, talking, wow. talking anything about this game. You don't want to see De'Aaron Fox. So how many times you actually had to watch that movie? Give me probably more, more times than I could count. Probably about five or six times. <laughs> Your sons really liked that that much. They, they liked it. They liked it. They want to see it over and over kids, you, you, you might have had to watch like Like Mike like four or five times. They had yeah, that they, movie. They definitely trash. liked it for about a good two weeks. They we, we watched that movie enough. Um, I'll take the Nikola Vucevic. That's his name. Yeah, Marco Fultz is going to be starting at point guard. Sorry, go ahead. I'll take the Kings. I could care less about right. whether I could care less about whether or not you know who's who's starting, who's playing for the Magic. Why are the Magic still out there? Just 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 combine the Magic and the Heat. Put put both teams together and like, you know, and then and then and then go go back to uh, you know, get op- move the Magic to Seattle, you know, and then no, and then just combine the that. That's a good idea. I think they should move the Magic to Vegas and move Memphis to Seattle. That's my personal opinion. I don't care. Just get the Magic out of there. Nobody cares about them in Orlando. So, the best, the best, the best was in Orlando, but the magic. Exactly, and the bubble. Put them back in the bubble and let them just be in there by themselves playing basketball against each other. Cold-hearted. All right, folks. Moving on, we got the Lakers hosting the Memphis Grizzlies because you know how Memphis is known for their grizzly bears. Uh, the Lakers are tied for the no. They're one game back of the best record in the league at twenty and six. They seem to not cover any spreads, but always win the game somehow. The Lakers are giving up seven and a half to the Grizz. I'm going to have to take the Grizzlies to cover. The Lakers are going to win, but not cover. LeBron has not missed a game, so he's not going to miss this game. And he's damn sure not going to let John Moran beat them. Um, so I'm going to take the Lakers, win this one by five. I think I say this one's going to be a close one throughout. The Lakers just don't have uh, a great center. Um Unfortunately, you know, signing Montrez Howell to play center has not really paid off for them in terms of getting more rebounds. Anthony Davis is a little banged up, but this team's kind of cruising. They only seem to lose games or even have a close game when they get tired, and they seem to be a little checked out, to be completely honest. But I can't see them losing the game to the Memphis Grizzlies. 
So that being said, Grizz plus seven and a half. Give me the points. I'm going to take the Grizz. And that will be my next lock of the week. Ant, go ahead. Just because I'm going to make the Lakers my lock of the week. And I'm going to take them in the over. And I'm also going to take the um the Kings because you kind of skipped me on that one. But <laughs> I'm going to take the Kings as well. Oh, <laughs> Oh, you took the but, Kings. Yeah, yeah, but nobody really cared, you know, because everybody's going to pick the Kings anyway. So, you know, but anyway, as for this game, I'm definitely going to take the Lakers and I'm taking the Lakers in the over. Why are you even just, – just to go against you. Yeah, that's basically the reason why I'm doing that. So to lose money again. I, I got you. No, right. I'm telling you, we'll find out next week. I'm going to see – You mean, you know. mean Saturday? We'll find out Saturday. Well, before our show next week I'm talking about. Gotcha. All right. And, I mean, Malik, go ahead. Give me LeBron and the LeBronettes. Um, I'm perfectly fine with them. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, 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 LeBron AD and the LeBronettes. Oh, yeah. Give Shout out to my man, BC grad, who uh, wrote that 42-page book. <laughs> That's hilarious. When I found out, I had to tell my wife that book was 42 pages. She went to school with BC with Jared Dudley. And I was like, she wrote, he wrote a 42-page book. She said, a book? That's a pamphlet. That is ridiculous. That's 42 pages ain't nothing. Because nobody cares what Jared Dudley has to say, man. Like, nobody they really do, cares. but they don't care nobody about it in a book cares. form. They don't nobody, care about nobody, it in a book form. Nobody cares about what Jared Dudley has to say. Jared Dudley is the most... You know, he he, is, he, he, talk, he talks a lot of stuff. He's one of, I tell you, he's one of those guys that talks in the bar that nobody's actually listening to. He just keeps talking. He's just there for background noise. He just NBA keeps, champion. That, that's that's all fine and good. He, he's I get him in the door. He's probably going to sell his ring in about twenty years to, oh, to, wow. to, to handle some gambling debts or something like that. Look, I, nobody I'm, cares about that. I'll buy it from him. Nobody cares about that. Give I, don't want, for it. I, I don't want Jared Dudley's ring. I don't care. Like, like, no. like I don't want that ring. I'm not showing that to people. That's embarrassing. I'm not. I don't, I don't want. I don't want Jared Dudley's championship ring. That's why I said I'll pay twenty dollars for it. <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous. I'd this rather buy Christoph Porzingis knee brace. I don't want that. <laughs> oh, I, 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 would, I would actually pay about 10 grand for an NBA championship ring. I'd line sales on the team. No, no. That's what Jared Dudley does. So anyway. He um, was on the team. I no, saw him on the bench every not, game. He was not, on not, that bench every game. Not really. He just he he's, he's he was the jersey he, he was the uh, he was the jersey instructor. He was a jersey inspector. He made sure the jerseys were clean, and they and he made sure LeBron was, oh, was in good man. shape. You know, he was there to play spades with LeBron. That's basically that's basically what he was there for. That's how that's how he earns his ring in the bubble. Uh, I mean, the only thing that made me jealous is that he was able to be in the bubble and I'm not. That that that's it. I wasn't able to be in the bubble with them, and and Jared Dudley was invited because. Well, that you know, documentary is coming out this summer, so that should be interesting to watch. Honestly. Yes, just keep Jared Dudley off of this. Off his 42-page book? No, no, the bubble documentary. Not his 42-page <laughs> book slash pamphlet that he decided to go after Pandemic P about. So, yeah, give me the Lakers. I will take. I will give the seven and a half points. Um, I like the Grizzlies. Uh, this is actually a game I will be interested in watching. It's a Friday night, which is good, so. Yeah, give me the, like, give me the Lakers. I like, I, like, I like John Morant LeBron. in that squad. LeBronettes. You said give me the Lakers. I'm taking Yeah. John Moran plays with the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I said. I think I think John Moran's gonna play well and you know I'm interested in seeing him oh, play, but Grizz he's gonna covers. lose. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. He's gonna lose by eight. All right. Last game of the night. We got the Trailblazers hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have no shot at winning this game. The Cavaliers are getting four and a half points, and the over under for this is two hundred and twenty two points. I'm gonna take the over and the Trailblazers. It's gonna be a quick one. 
Um, Damian Lillard is going to drop about 50. Melo is going to drop about 25. And, yeah, Gary Trent Jr. is going to drop another 15, probably all threes. He's going to take, like, 12 of them and hit five. Cavs lose. Uh, Darius Leonard or Darius, was it, Garland? He's probably going to take about 30 shots and hit about seven of them. Uh, Malik. Yeah, this is an interesting game because um, Portland's currently playing a game right now at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they just – actually, the game just finished. They just finished. They just beat the Sixers 118-114. No, nope. um, everybody is, had Philly. Which is, which is, you know, which is good to see. Um, but obviously, just coming off of the back-to-back, the Trailblazers – Right, but the Trailblazers, C.J. McCollum still not playing, um, and you know obviously they're they're a much better team or a much different team when he's out there. Look, my favorite player in the league right now is Damian Lillard. Um, I won't buy his shoes because they're they're hideous, but I I do think that he is the best. He's my favorite player to watch in 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 basketball right now, and so I will you know if I have the opportunity to I get I, I watch him play. I just won't watch him play against the Cavaliers because I just I just think that they're just an abhorrent franchise that got lucky and uh, they got lucky that you know LeBron James LeBron James happened to be from Akron. Um, that was the <laughs> best player and they were the worst team. No, no, it's just the fact that he happened to be from Akron. Like, As, if you've ever heard him on the shop, he said like people from Cleveland make people fun of make fun of people from Akron. Like Akron ain't close to Cleveland. No, I get that, but that's that's what I'm saying. My 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 whole point is that you know he went back to Cleveland for the love of you know Cleveland and Ohio and to win them a championship. Nah. You, nobody nobody does that on purpose. So um, nobody does that unless you're from there, unless you're trying to bring a championship. Nobody, nobody wants to bring a championship back to Ohio except for LeBron freaking James. Yeah, if he wasn't there, they would have never got one. Exactly. Their economy is based on LeBron James, like the song. If says. he wasn't exactly, if he wasn't born there, they would be a sucky economy, and Cleveland would fall would, would fall through the cracks of the earth. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> the Trailblazers should win this game. They should oh win this God. game pretty handedly, and uh, four and a half points is not enough points. They're gonna they're gonna smoke these kids. Like they just beat they just beat the Sixers by four. They're gonna beat the Cleveland Cavaliers by more than four and a half points. Book it. That's my. That's this is my lock of the week. Um, Everybody's lock book, of the week. Come on, now. book book Honestly, that. Yeah. Trailblazers, smoke them. Smoke them if you got them. Trailblazers is gonna, so, gonna, yeah, gonna, gonna, gonna kill three, them. We're gonna go with three each week out of nine games because they're putting up nine, ten games each week on the um, on the Friday nights, which is the week, which is the day of the week that we're gonna be picking here, listeners. Go ahead, Ant. Who you want? Well, this is going to be a sweep here for me. I'm going to go with the Trailblazers, obviously. But, <laughs> and I'm going to have another prediction since this is one that's kind of easy. I'm going to predict that the Cavaliers are going to win the number one in the draft next year. Or well, this year, I should say. You, you know, I haven't been, I've been following college basketball so little because Kentucky's terrible, Duke's terrible, and usually I root for Duke to be bad. And this is kind of enjoyable for me, just seeing them just be trash all year, even though they had, like, a top five recruiting class. But then Georgetown's bad, who I usually like to root for, and all the other teams I like are not good. And somehow Baylor and Gonzaga are number one, or number one and two, which is kind of odd. So it's, I don't even know who the best player coming out of college is or the best overseas player. Cade Cunningham. Who? Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. He is Oklahoma the State. Cons- he is the consensus number one number one overall pick so far. And he'll be on the Cavs next year. I think about Oklahoma State. I don't think about great NBA players. 
Well, Marcus Smart went. He's good, but he's not great. Well, he chose to go there, but he was the number one. He was the number one, you know, prospect coming out. How much? I don't know. Probably more than Zion. That's true. Zion got Zion got a bag. Not real talk. Supposedly Zion got like two hundred grand to go to Duke from somebody, some agent or something like that. That's why she sued him last summer. Mm -hmm. Pay for some expenses, you know. That's real talk. Like you know, these these dudes ain't going to these colleges for no reason. Like Brian, I remember that whole documentary about all the guys that were getting paid at LSU and other places. Naz Reed, shout out to you, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, That guy Brian Bowen Jr. who shut down Louisville. He took his dad took the money, but he eventually made it to the uh, league, and now he's playing for the Pacers, I think. So good for him. Yeah, he's actually yeah. on the winning team, and he's you know getting a legit check this time. So we saw he got game. We knew that that was real. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know. That, I just didn't know that people's parents were like meeting dudes at like gas stations to get like you know paper bags full of cash. I was, they gave it directly to the kid. I swear, I measure my son every day. Just to make sure. <laughs> Just in case. You want to give me the bag? Give me the bag. I have no problem with it. Negotiate this price right now. Huh? <laughs> I will negotiate him at nine. No issues. Whatever. Let's do it. Gotcha. <laughs> Just have him work on his handles. You'd be good to go. Exactly. One word. Um, exploitation. Go, go, <laughs> go Hornets and go Blazers. So my three locks week are going to be the Hornets. I think I said, was it the Hornets? The Spurs? Yeah. I'm going with the Hornets. I'm going, no, not the Spurs. The Hornets. I'm going against Anthony with the Thunder because he's being petty. And I know that he's wrong. So the Hornets, <laughs> the Thunder, and the Blazers for the win. Yep. My locks and, are the Blazers, please. the Celtics, and the Jazz. All right. See, I think I had the, well, the Pelicans. I think I have Nuggets, and I'm going with the Lakers. Okay. You just said your lock of the week was the Blazers, by the way. Did I? Yeah, you did. But that's all right. I don't care. No, I said that was everybody's lock. Oh. I didn't say that was my lock. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. There you go, folks. Take your pick. We'll see how we do next week. And I'll be tracking these all week. And I'll be posting the results at on our WordPress site, at Ace Library at WordPress, at the Sports Gods Picks on Twitter, and follow along at the Pod and Podbean and on Google Play. Not on Google Play Store, sorry. On Google Podcasts. They've changed the app to those weird dots with the colors. Uh, follow along with us. And as we actually get some sponsors, we've, we'll clean up the curtain if y'all need us to. You know, we can make it PG-13. We all got kids, except the aunt that yeah, he just, doesn't know about just yet. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> See y'all next week. Peace. Peace shout out. outs. Peace. Oh, yeah, we forgot the shout outs. Yeah, we'll do the shout outs next week. Wait, shout out. Wanna... Huh? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, oh, go, ahead, go, ahead no go ahead. You know, since we ended football season last week, um, I'm just going to go a little bit back to what I had for a second and just give a shout out to um, Leon Washington. He's going to be on the Jets, you know, as a special teams coach. But I also like to give a shout outs to. Um, that should make the difference. That's going to make a big difference because he was on the. <laughs> he, was on the he, he was basically under the great uh, special team coach, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, shout outs to him. And shout out to my next week. They're going to beat the Wizards tomorrow. Anyway, right. Malik. Malik. Yo, I mean, you know, the, the Super Bowl was horrible. It was trash. You know, just tired of, did not want to watch it. And, and, you know, just, just, just the worst, the worst way to end the football season. But shout out to Tom Brady and Gronkowski, who 
during a pandemic found a way to enjoy the hell out of their celebration. Yeah. Did, you, did you guys see the video with Tom throwing, throwing the Lombardi trophy yes. from like one phone to matter. another? Like it absolutely <laughs> didn't matter because this is his like, seventh oh, one. Oh my God. Because this is his seventh one and yes. it, it doesn't matter to him. Like he just does not care. If, that did, if, that, if Gronk had dropped that and like it had fallen into the water, I don't think Tom Brady would have jumped in after it. I don't think anybody would have. I think Bruce Arians might have. But it lets but, me know how much yeah. avocado tequila he was drinking. If, if, if he'd have dropped in the water, it would have awesome. If he'd say, oh, well, we just win one next year just get it again next year that's no problem don't worry about it let it sink let it sink to the bottom I, as much as i wanted to see it drop it was just it was just such a boss move it was just such a boss move by tom brady to do that because nobody else does anything like that but tom don't brady do anything that fun. nobody nobody else does anything that fun because tom brady knows that no matter what happens he could have dropped the he could have dropped the lombardi trophy into the ocean somebody had to go in and dive in and get it and it wouldn't have been tom brady that's the whole point <laughs> Nope. You, you got one of those little yes men to go and jump in It would have been. I, I, I truly believe that if, if Tom Brady would have dropped that, it would have dropped the Tampa Bay. He tried, Tom Brady would have dropped Tampa Bay's Super Bowl trophy in the water, and Danny Amendola would have jumped in there to get it. For, okay? I truly oh believe it. I truly, truly believe Julian Edelman or Danny Amendola would have jumped in there to get it from. We got your back, Tom. No worries, because those guys are always around. They love Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, you know, clearly he is the the goat of goats in the NFL um, in football. I'm not going to give him the Michael Jordan credit, but he's the goat nah. of goats and he can do whatever the hell he wants to because he's, because, and he's having fun and he's getting drunk and he's doing his thing. Guess what? I can't even, I can't knock. I hate That's how drunk he was. I can't, yeah, they actually showed him walking around drunk too. I that hate the fact hilarious. that he won the Super Bowl, but I can't knock, I can't knock how he celebrated it. I, I you know, more power to you, dude, because none of us could do that. So guess what? Yes. Enjoy. Shout outs to you. Shout out to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for uh, dropping as many passes as they did. I really appreciated that. That really made my Super Bowl experience not so much fun to watch. Um, shout out to you, Patrick Mahomes, for being able to throw a pass from basically every single angle and hit someone in the face, hands, chest with the ball, about having to catch it. That was pretty impressive. I was like shocked by that. And I think they threw green Gatorade onto him. So I was, I turned out to be correct. Um, and shout out to my Knicks for trying to make the playoffs and shout out to the Dallas Mavericks for continuing to suck. I hope y'all lose uh, more games than you win. And I hope you don't make it to the uh, playoffs. Yeah, oh, I, said I almost it. forgot. I, I actually did call that touchdown too. I what touchdown? Oh yeah. And I did call Leonard Fournette having a great game too, but that still didn't help me. Oh, and, I just oh, want to know, did y'all notice that everybody that scored was, a touchdown for the Bucks was basically not on that team last year? Yeah, every single player. Yeah. It was 250 to 1, by the way, or 250 to 1 or 400 to 1 if the uh, Chiefs only scored nine points all game. Just wow. so y'all know. So a $10 bet would have got you $2,500. Yeah, that's insane. Anyways, wow. that'll wrap up for us at? this week. And we'll see y'all next week at Sports Guys Picks. Peace. Peace out.